Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to uh, Sunday sessions on this Sat Moon Full Moon Day, 28th of March, 2021. Well, thank you all for joining me here for our weekly time of exploring nature-centered folklore, connecting this to your favorite sanctuary space, and expressing inspired visions from your sanctuary through your poetry, writing, arts, craft, performance, and problem solving. I'm sorry we're not outside for today's Sunday session. The weather was up and down, sunny, windy, cloudy, so I ended up setting up here instead of amongst the trees, but I'm already missing being amongst the trees. Anyway, this is the last of our tree themed sessions through March. It's kind of a crossover, the folklore. We're well back into the folklore today, trees in water folklore. And the guest today, um, already in the back room, is uh, Seamus Joygen, uh, Joygel. Uh, sorry if I pronounce that right, uh, wrong or right. Uh, he's a wonderful illustrator and art designer uh, shown um, if you go to his Dirkun website, which I'll show you a bit later on. And he, more importantly, uh, this, uh, I got a wee picture here. Uh, he is the artist and assembler of the uh, beautiful Fairy Council of Ireland Folklore and Bardic Hub. And that's going to be quite a theme for us today, because uh, the topics today, it includes uh, not only a merging of the tree and water folklore that we cover here on Sunday sessions, uh, because um, when I listed trees in water folklore for this Sunday session, I had a clear vision, but a very vague set of words of what this was going to be this uh, Sunday. Uh, so it was just a vision. Uh, I said all the words and uh, the theme will come later, and it certainly has. And I'm going to explain more about what has evolved for this afternoon session shortly. But uh, a lot of this afternoon session is going to be focused on this wonderful and now essential Fairy Council of Ireland hub. And uh, there we go. And another guest that I uh, refrain from saying, she's not here at the moment, but hopefully she'll pop in, is uh, we've got Sarah Humble back uh, again, which would uh, be fabulous to meet up with you again, because I know you enjoyed her when she was on for the inbox session. So that's great. And we will have a panel session with the guests uh, today. So get your questions uh, ready to get some more insights of things that we're going to be talking about. But now I'm sitting low in a low seat. So it's a different location, as you can see, from what the usual. But it's a nice comfy seat. So let's see who's on board here. Uh, Tina Rock, I know you were uh, kind of looking forward to coming here. By the fireside, burr, trees dancing, blowing in the high winds. Well, I'm spoiled here. It's 15 degrees outside, and I wish I was outside. But lovely that uh, you're with us, Tina. Thank you very much. I know you've been looking forward to this. And uh, Candice, uh, Candice Rainbow Owl, great day uh, in the North Carolina. Look forward to, uh, well, I don't know about inspiring videos. You'll have to go to the archive for that. Uh, we study forest bathing and the benefits of nature for sounds. Uh, go back in the archive on Tree Sanctuary. Uh, you're going to enjoy that. And, and I think it's in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to have Tree Sanctuary unfurling, whereas the last one a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the creation of your Tree Sanctuary. So 
but the tree sanctuary as it's unfurling is really chilling out and really going through the therapy of it. So I think you'll enjoy. So keep coming back to us, Candace. I think you'll love uh, what's coming up. Hi, we got Gary. Hey, <laughs> very good. I bet you're looking forward to this session because you're going to get a little bit of a feature. So that's wonderful. Uh, the Meetup people from YouTube's coming through. We got Annette uh, here, which is great. And Donna, I forgot to remind you about, we're back to uh, clock changes. So as far as North America goes, we're back to as it was three weeks ago. So I'm glad you caught up with this. Uh, fantastic. Also, I think from the Meetup, we got Margaret Scully uh, here. Oh, uh, Phil Market. Oh, yeah, Mags. Mags, this is a thrill. Do get in contact. I'm absolutely thrilled that you discover this and you're joining in today. Lovely. If anybody doesn't know, Mags, you know on Facebook, I put that loaf of bread that's got the triscal on it. Mags uh, bakes that. So that's why it's a thrill to have Mags on board here. So you're all uh, kind of, uh, you're really coming. And Maggie from high, uh, there we go. Anybody else? Uh, Annette, did I say hello to Annette? Yes, I think I did. Hi, oh, we got Christine from up in Canada there. Well, there's a nice thrill. Uh, thank you for being up for this. Uh, uh, Candice, I got there. Where is she? And there's, there you go. Great. Lovely to see you, Christine. Is this the first time you, you found this Sunday session? Anyway, it's fabulous. I better get on because uh, we got a fabulous session and glad we've got so many join us already. Now, these Karakori sessions and Labyrinth Gardens, they are brought to you through patron subscribers. And I know some of you watching are those subscribers. So thanks very much for your continuous support. Um, <clears throat> it's lovely. Now, the background to today, uh, the image of trees and water. Let's see if I can get back to my pictures here. Uh, the image of trees and water is something I absolutely uh, adore to me. And it's... Uh, I think the picture I'm looking for, I haven't even bought. But anyway, it, this image always conjures up my own vision of the apple trees of the Greek mythology of the Garden of Hesper Hesperides. There's some Hesperides women there. And uh, the Hesperides being carers and guardians of the, the garden's trees, and they lived in the water below them. And uh, the Hesperides began being, they were nymphs. Uh, Daughters of the Evening, and some of you know them as sprites, a uh, kind of fairy folk. Uh, those might be familiar antique uh, pictures for you. And through the Eastern Europe and parts of Cornwall especially, those fairy folk are still referred to as being spriggans, but they're a little bit, looking a little bit more aggressive. There's some spriggans there uh, from Cornwall. But closer to home, I'm always awed by a local sacred well, and it's always bubbling. And Christine, you'll have been there, and some of you watching have been there. And uh, it's always bubbling, and it's clear all year round. Uh, very natural-looking one, absolutely fabulous. It's not really bubbling there, but when it does bubble, it's fabulous. And there's one of the people I took there gathering water. A uh, beautiful place. And, and what's important, this well, Right by this well is a huge vintage Asian, uh, ancient ash tree. Uh, there's a little bit of it there you can see on the side. There is, it is a Marian figure there as well. But this huge ash tree, hundreds of years old, hanging over, and its roots are very much served by parts of the well that the water flows into it. So I love being quite close by to somewhere that has this uh, lovely uh, relationship. And uh, 
there's one of our past guests there, Tonya. Uh, I try to, uh, on this uh, afternoon, I try to limit preaching beliefs on these Sunday sessions, but I do have a passion with the idea of our bodies being like individual trees, as if we were all like a tree. But the water inside us is, and also our blood and other body fluids, all that liquid is all part of a life collective that we're all part of. And to me, these fluids, our water, I feel that's where our memories, emotions and passions and all our visions are. And when our body falls, when it's had its day passed on, whatever you like to say, the water leaves the body um, after the body stops and then it goes off to rejoin all the other water again. And that vision I find absolutely fascinating. So when I see a vintage chieftain tree by a sacred well, um, such as this, lovely picture, I tend to think of the living beings that have rejoined the collective of the water in the well, and perhaps who we sense and pick up as individuals, identities, they're all once roaming this land, and they're now to us, to our feelings, are seemingly within the water sap of the tree. And that to me is what I think of as trees in water folklore. I'll bring that up again. And there's uh, back, I'll go back to Tonya contemplating that particular thing maybe uh, that I was talking about. So uh, let's see what uh, else you're saying before we move on. Um, and uh, we got Sharon McNichol uh, from Windy London. Lovely for you to be with us. Polly here, Polly Gormley. Big support to the Fairy Council. Great, we got a fan here. Uh, and then Donna's telling me she was aware of the clock change, lovely. Uh, and sleepy, yes, I can understand that. Uh, uh, well done, Donna, anyway, uh, fantastic. Uh, and there's uh, Candice who's feeling at home. And now ah, we got Fergus here, uh, lovely Fergus, glad you could come aboard, um, wonderful. Uh, that's, uh, boy, we've really got the clan in today. Uh, lovely to see you all. And uh, I'm trying to, so I tr you're going to have a, a treat today. It's just, after I stop blabbing, you really, I, you're going to have um, some fun here. Now about the uh, Fairy Council of Ireland, I will get right into this now, I think. And uh, there's their banner there. And uh, I think it was only earlier this year uh, that I noticed that the, that I actually noticed uh, the All Is Well Facebook group. And uh, and soon I linked up with the wonderful moderator, uh, Sarah Humble. And uh, her incredible nomadic and community generating story uh, of traveling and restoring the wells, excuse me a moment, really captured my imagination. And uh, I bet that Gary, I, I bet she was really bowled away at that when he first heard about that. And bringing people together to clean up, restore, and regenerate holy wells. And as I said, Sarah was a very well-received uh, guest on our Embolt Sunday sessions where we were covering a lot about water. And she introduced All Is Well to us for a few minutes. But on the uh, All Is Well group site, Sarah posted a link to the Fairy Council of Ireland website. Um, there's Sarah there, uh, as we pictured, uh, just show who we're kind of uh, talking about here. Um, 
And again, let's get you on to the Fairy Council. And uh, I'm going to give you a link about that uh, in a moment. I got some banner, so you know what we're talking. That's where you go to uh, in due course. Uh, and we'll bring that up quite a bit. But anyway, when I saw that, the Fairy Council of Ireland, uh, going back to the picture here, my first thought was, well, what a naff title that is, even a conceited one. And, and I am perhaps not as hippie as I once was to start thinking that. And I also had to remind myself that way back in 1975, I registered Celtic Ways. And when I registered that at the time, because of all the fun people have with Celtic, I actually did that as a, a tongue-in-cheek bit of satire at the time. That's why uh, a time way back in 75. So I clicked the Fairy Council link uh, then. And at that time, there was barely anything posted there yet. So the website left my attention for a while. But it wasn't long, maybe two weeks ago, I read a wonderful interview article by the superb Irish folklorist, Ali Isaac. And there's, uh, there's not many pictures of Ali, so that's about the best uh, I could get. And uh, it was the usual uh, stunning Ali uh, writing. Uh, but within this, there was Seamus in her article explaining how the Fairy Island, Fairy Council of Ireland name happened. I gave the cartoon to Seamus earlier, so there's the real Seamus, so you know who I'm talking about. You'll actually see him in person uh, very shortly. But he explained that the Fairy Council was actually started as a joke. Uh, as an answer to what seemed to be a silly question that was asked to Sarah. Uh, and uh, to that point, from what I understand, Sarah had been building up a vision of a network people while she was on the walk with others and volunteers and community. And this really expanded, like I was saying, trees in water. It was no longer just about the wells anymore. It was expanding into a network of other things. And so the spirit fairy based energy around all this, we could say, through the people she met and that she traveled with and met from holy well to holy well for cleanup, regeneration, restoration. It was all restoring community inclusion, uh, at the, especially at the holy wells themselves and going down from Donegal way down into Loch uh, Krug. So at this point, I interpreted Sarah's work now as actually being truly hands-on action of what we vocally share through these Karakori Sunday sessions. She was actually doing what I've been talking about presenting over the last year or so online. And I'm going to confirm this shortly, as it seems that uh, during a spell of lockdown, Sarah shared with other nomadic people in the car park at Loch Crew, uh, Megalithics Business Center. There's Kith there, and uh, La Dooley, who I'll uh, talk about a bit later on. And I think there's Sarah there. Maybe it was you taking the picture there, um, uh, Seamus. Maybe that's uh, you're doing. But anyway, uh, and this was fascinating because at that point, Sarah was now in the uh, company of uh, Seamus, and there's a lovely picture of the two of them that I stole there from Ali's um, website. Sorry I couldn't get the name of who took that photo. It's lovely, but um, there's Seamus there uh, along with Sarah, and as I say, he's a very skilled uh, illustrator and designer, as you'll see very shortly. And together, they really moved along the concept of the Fairy Council of Ireland, and they going beyond the passion 
of becoming an online hub website. And the website was born, it seems, from that Lock Crew Car Park gathering. So after reading Ali's uh, superb article and interview, I went to the Fairy Council of Ireland link again. And wow, what it was then, uh, still is, and what it's becoming, it's a superb hub full of essential links and connections. All to, uh, let's go through a bit of it. I love it. They say it's, the five, it's like the five uh, regions of Ireland. You've got the five regions of the website. You've got the Crown. The people of the woods, forests, and their folklore and mythology. And, and this is where we're bringing up some of Seamus's artwork. Uh, and then uh, we go on to Wishka, uh, people of the water and uh, well care. And then Talav uh, here, the people of good stewardship of the land and this uh, biodiversity. And of course, this is something we bring in right at the beginning. The Embas, the people of the crafts for inspiration that to me is always rooted in how we connect to our visions from our folklore, from our contemplations, from its shared stories. I'm always introducing that at the beginning, aren't I? And then there's a, a section, uh, the fifth one, and it's like going to, uh, to Ushnet, the middle, uh, the middle region of Ireland, the Elisasa, the, the wisdom from all of this collection, all that's been collected, into uh, the consciousness of humanity through the ages. That's how I kind of describe it. So through all of this, the five regions, the five realms, uh, just on a website, but it's going to be much more than that, is the Fairy Council of Ireland, which only weeks before I thought was totally naff. And now I'm <laughs> extremely passionate about it. Now I can understand from the joke to the workings, because I'm related to what I did with Celtic Way. So here we have. Fairy Council of Ireland, a wonderful growing family of connection. And I love how Seamus describes this through Ali's article. He describes it as everyone having a bit of fairiness within them. And this resonated with me because my weekly mantra, as you know, is starting with Sunday sessions, be inspired by your native-based folklore, contemplate this within your sanctuary, preferably you're surrounded by trees, and water is good and then indulge this space to share your visions through your prophecy of your present, and do that through your writings, poetry, crafts, problem solving, and the teaching you do. Now, Seamus has drawn this idea of this mantra being about encouragement for people to connect and to share, and share their bit of fairiness. I love that idea that everybody has got their little bit of fairiness. And I love that vision because it really, concludes that fairies are not just visioned entities, realms and races that are separated from us. I think that separating vision may be a church enforced thing through altering community communications, the way that community communications communicate folklore. Notice a lot of the storytellers, uh, even Eddie, um, that the fairies seem to be this separation. So it's lovely, Seamus has kind of in showing us this is all an integration. This is a power that moves forward. And this is why I'm so excited about talking uh, to him and Sarah, uh, because this is quite a launch, perhaps of a concept of a passion within this. So it means we're all connected to the fairy realm. We just have to recognize it. It's part of us. Connect with it, live with it, 
and then and enhance what you do with it. Now, regarding the growing elite harbour, the fairy council of Ireland, um, if I actually, I got a picture of Sarah here, I think, and there we go, uh, and there's Seamus in there again. She says this is just a start. She says what's on the website at the moment is just a start because she's got about 200 other um, people uh, and organizations and groups to actually add to it. So now I apologize if I seem to be stepping into this assertively, but for me, this Ferry Council Island Hub is exciting because for me, it's going to be a lovely resource of contacts and connections that I can now approach to be live guests on Sunday sessions. So it's also a hub with astonishing meaning um, as well, because it seems to fit right into this idea of a tree in water folklore. So hopefully I brought that round in a circle, even though I talked a lot. So as I mentioned, a huge inspiration has come from the superb article from Ali Isaac. And uh, Dali has produced and written a stunningly rich myth-based blog for several years now. I hope we'll get her on uh, live on a Sunday session very soon. And Ali, uh, as I say, recently uh, interviewed Sarah and Seamus. So I'd like to duplicate some of the questions in a few moments with them. Um, so viewers from the USA, Canada, UK, and Europe, you may think, well, what's a ferry hub going to be to us? Well, many viewers have uh, actually toured here. The visitors at Karakori. Uh, there's people watching that intend to visit and tour here once this COVID situation has moved on. And I feel that this could be of major interest to visitors to Ireland even if your visits may now be uh, photos, videos, podcasts, live streams, rather than flying here. A lot of people have gone against flying during the lockdown, I noticed. But visitors here, when they usually come here, they visit ancient and heritage sites around Ireland. They take a few photos and selfies. They might meet up with a storyteller or two. But what I can hope, we can help you get a passion for through the Fairy Council and through the Sunday sessions is to actually come here, view here and add a bit of enchantment and fairiness into your experience of being at these places. Not just take photos, but the whole fairiness within you comes out and it's alive, it's free and uh, you're indulging in it as your sanctuary and you're expressing much more than photos where people get home and say, oh, where was this photo taken? Some people say that's like indulging in the thin places uh, and use those for guidance in your life. So uh, Sarah's not here at the moment, but we've got Seamus here. So it's going to be a huge honor to have uh, Seamus and hopefully a bit later, uh, Sarah as guest to talk about the Fairy Council of Ireland. So it's really time for me to bring on Seamus and put my earplugs on there, Seamus there. And hello, hello. Yes, let's see. Um, technique. Hello there, Seamus. Hello, John. How's I things? hope you approved of my introduction there. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't think I need to say anything else. You explained it marvelously. Oh, you've, so. got plenty, uh, you've got plenty to say. Uh, I'm going to have a quick look, uh, see what uh, other people are saying at the moment. There's some. Oh, I've got Denise Higgins. She's uh, very local. She's almost my neighbor. Lovely to have you on board, uh, Denise. Mm. And uh, we got uh, 
in search of the miraculous from the Forest of Dean, beautiful place. And believe it or not, uh, in the next room, we've got Claire Roach. Uh, <laughs> hello, Christine. How are you enjoying the presentation? And then, of course, Christine says, hi, Claire. Lovely. And uh, Claire is saying welcome to everyone. And uh, uh, Claire, I think, is out in the garden. I'm in her living room. Uh, so <laughs> that's how this is uh, matching up uh, right now. So thank you all uh, for being so first, um, really, my question is to invite you to say more about the fairiness within us. I absolutely love that uh, in the interview. Uh, if you yeah. can talk about that in your own words and suggest how we can live and share with us. That'd be, oh, Sarah's coming on board, too. Fantastic. Oh, is she? All right. Perfect. We're just in time. Oh, carry on. Uh, the yeah. short okay. moment. I'll come to Sarah in a moment. Uh, I guess um, in my particular case, uh, it's uh, in my perspective, it's a big factor. The fact that I did not grow up in Ireland. I am originally from Argentina. So I came to all of this world uh, with an outsider's perspective, which uh, I used to kind of resent, you know, going to go now. I wish I had lived in Ireland all of my life. But in the last few years, it really started to shine as a strength because it has allowed me a more unique point of view, I suppose, or a more um, bird's eye, unbiased due to cultural um, past connections um, approach to the whole Irish tradition. So I guess that really helped me identify certain elements, I suppose, or characteristics or aspects that I wouldn't have noticed if I had um, been born here. So one of the biggest ones, um, one of the biggest aspects that I always noticed and that uh, boosted my, my admiration and um, obsession almost with Irish culture, uh, it's this, this fairness that we're talking about, this, this element of honorable mischief, this glimmer in the eye that I notice in so many people, not only in Ireland, of course, there's people like this all around the world, but Ireland has a particular concentration of um, minds that work a bit differently, that are a bit less daunted, that have this uh, relentless moving forward um, force at times, um, this incredible capacity for survival. Anybody that studied Irish history, you know, won't fail at being surprised at how, you know, through everything that went down, um, there's still this thing alive, these this traditions, this language, this music, this way of being. Um, and I guess as we were developing this concept, and especially with the year that we've all had for the last uh, 365 days, I'm counting, um, this, you know, the element of community started also to be really considered and analyzed, at least from our point of view, and how does that uh, translate nowadays? And, you know, when you look into the old folklore and you look into the old stories, there's a huge, huge element of the skill. Um, the skill that, you know, not only serves your own reputation or your own uh, role within society, but also the skill that you can and almost have a duty to share with something bigger than yourself, with your community or with your immediate kin or your, with, with your landscape, actually, the land where you live. So that started to come along quite strongly in the way that we started to think about the Fairy Council of Ireland and what we're trying to build. Um, it was very much inspired by this notion of, hey, uh, let's try and find the people that have understood this, that have developed this amazing, unique 
skill and passion for something and they found a way to not only let, let them let it serve themselves but also serve the world around them um, and how they can impact uh, the world outside for the better um, we believe that 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 is mostly what we mean when when we say fairness you know we are talking about that mm-hmm. uh, element of of um wisdom at the end of the day of understanding that anything that you develop for yourself uh, if it's something of worth the whole point of it it's going to be to share it it's never to keep it for yourself and um so i think that's 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 a beautiful way to put it i just uh, love that uh, i'm certainly going to be running with that i just love that term because i've been i suppose trying to find that word every time in the sunday sessions what is it because people talk about uh the fairies as being something they're not connected with. And I think that's our culture is everything has been disconnected. And I'm trying to say, how can yeah. I kind of encourage people with the idea the fairiness is you, is all those inspirations. Where do you think it comes from? So uh, I love that. I'm looking at uh, Sarah. She's in and out and in and out. So I'm going to see if we've got Sarah here. Sarah, how are you? Are, are you there? We might have some audio from I'm, you. I'm there. I think I've got audio, but I'm not sure about camera at all. Uh, yeah, we are in the wilds of Donegal, so reception oh, is a bit of an um, evasive fairy dream, I think, when you're in Tiernanog. <laughs> it's great that you're actually... Uh, uh, we can actually hear you uh, loud and clear, and I'd love you to take this next question. I don't know if you caught the... Uh, Seamus talking about fairiness, but obviously we can play back later. But I'd love you to explain in your own words how you two actually came together with this wonderful Fairy Council project. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I would say a long line of synchronicities and undeniable, well, this is just happening, and look at how your skills match my skills, do you know? And Seamus had come to this island and he was full of all this delight and wonderment, you know, and um, he, he was able to tell me um, academia about our sites that, you know, kind of put me to shame actually for a wee while and really encouraged me to look deeper into where we were. And the lockdown had happened and usually I'm nomadic and, Seamus was volunteering down in Tullamore Castle and you know the the world seemed so um, uncertain and you know it really brought home how this is a time to co-create you know our society was built of living in tribes and in communities so that you could move through society you know, um, and, 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 and be able to look at all angles and whatnot so it, it started as a you know, us hanging out at Lock Crew, you know, we were locked down there and um, it actually, the equinox last year, we went up and we watched it, we, we brought in the sun, watched the sunrise come up and the sun came up and all these rainbows filled the sky. It was absolutely <laughs> glorious. And I turned around and it was almost like there were spots in front of my eyes of washes of colour. And later we were down in Tubber Tobin and I turned around to Seamus and a few other people that were there because there were a few more people on the site. And I says, wildflowers. The answer to everything is wildflowers everywhere. 
for the And month. so we started throwing lots of seed bombs. And that's, I guess, where the Fairy Council actually started was on the basis of flowers and throwing seed bombs. And because we were there, you know, when you're occupying your time and you're going, OK, everything around us is completely out of our control. What can we actually do? So I started hiding in and around the well. And a pile of brambles started coming up. I started clearing back the hawthorn trees, you know. And so for, for neatness, I built a small fire and laid down some fire stones. And that fire stayed burning for three months, I guess. And uh, next to that fire and next to the well, we started, you know, dreaming and and, and on what could be if we were going to create our realities. And the Shulong Kak was dream beside that well, but also the first grains at the Fairy Council and with Seamus's uh, graphic design skills, you know, we were we were like, right, well, let's get a logo. Because at the time, you know, he, he wasn't sure of how things could go. And we were actually trying to give him a dig out, give him a few pounds for something. So we almost made up a job to give him so we could give him some money to help him out. And that's where it all kind of spun off. And then you know, it was a, it was very much pipe dreams because we were also organizing at the walk. So there was so much thrown into the whole mix. And it was when we finally finished and settled for the winter that we were able to look at all these dreams we had dreamt during the summer and down by that well and go, OK, well, we've actually got something here. And um, come last in we just kind of looked at each other and went, right, well, now's the time to build build on those foundations and. And here we are now, John, you know. <laughs> well, uh, the one thing that uh, is, you've now made clear, because when you were on the Mimbolk, I know the reception was uh, a bit uh, rough, uh, uh, but you, you yourself, you were definitely uh, levitating, I think was the best thing. So that explains uh, why you were levitating at the time. Seamus, I'd love to hear your version, if there's something... That comes uh, to mind, that Sarah. I mean, Sarah had was full of story there. But, but see if you can follow that up in some way. Let's see. If uh, I... <laughs> well, it was a, an interesting time. Uh, all right, you know, for for everybody really across the world, it was the beginning of all of this, and we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, I had just changed um, changed um, my my context and my living situation uh, quite intensely. And suddenly, you know, being given the chance to be surrounded by all of these people that not only, you know, were as, you know, for some somebody like me come, coming from out of Ireland, I felt like I had found, uh, this is the crew, like this is the lads and lasses that are there in the land doing stuff, you know, all these wonderful, wonderful people that I got to meet this year. It's insane, you know, or, or that I got to contact or get in touch with. So uh, it was really inspiring. And as Sarah said, it all began kind of like a, Bit of a we joke, oh, yeah, we've been dreaming this, this, this idea, the fairy council, ha, 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 ha. And suddenly we were there sitting, sketching logos and the symbology that could go in there. And okay, will we use a harp or not? Which was a big graphic design decision <laughs> at the time. Um, but it was incredibly flowing as well. It, it, it was like walking over a bridge, trusting that every brick kind of manifested as you took a step, almost in a way. Um, the timings were incredibly synchronized and everything came together quite um, quite well. And a big part of it was purpose, at least for me. Um, this really felt and, and resonated within me as something that uh, could give a lot of purpose, not only to the people uh, 
working in the backgrounds of it, but also to whoever came in contact with it. Um, uh, now, uh, is this someone you know? I'm just going through the comments. Ao here for, uh, in La Crew, uh, in spite um, in the shadows of uh, your work. Is that someone you were familiar with? He's coming through uh, you. No, I would, I would not know this. What the going do it well? Anyway, uh, some, uh, definitely. I think they're talking in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, no Irish there. There's some Irish going on there, right. and then you done um, the translations. <clears throat> and we got yeah. Elizabeth Flynn uh, down from uh, what? Where's it? Wax for the water, but I forget. She's uh, uh, she has a lovely organic nursery, and she's feeling very grounded, which is very appropriate for the work that she does. So that's lovely mm -hmm. uh, that she's on. And Tina Rock, uh, as I say, is very much uh, hearing us, uh, Seamus enjoying uh, what's going on. We're still getting lots of people coming on board. Nice. Uh, there's uh, Deborah, great subject. Jackie Queel is making a unicorn uh, <laughs> and listening along. So there, there we go. Uh, the fairiness in Jackie there. Uh, Big Bear, a lovely regular who comes in from Meetup through YouTube. Lovely to have you along. Uh, it's great to uh, have Shame Fergus. Strange to have Fergus here and not sharing a poem yet. Um, <clears throat> sorry. And Denise, as I said, uh, was here. So thank you all for here. And those of you um, who are just coming in, of course, you can listen, uh, watch the archive later or even listen, and you'll catch up with a lot of great stuff uh, leading up to this. Um, various regulars come along. Karen Minchin, stunning work of the Fairy Council. Yes, it's great to... Isn't Sarah, we're not seeing her, but isn't she sounding great today? That's uh, fabulous. And good day from Shell, uh, a lovely regular. Now, I, uh, let's see, I uh, got her getting on to. Uh, I love how in Ali's article, she points out that in Gaelic Island, Gaelic Island, our skills and how they developed, how they increased our status in communities. This is something you were talking about, Seamus. Mm. Yeah. And today, that may be interpreted as becoming wealthy through a process of acquisition from the people around us. Mm -hmm. However, the way I interpret the old Gaelic, Gaelic way of improving skills is actually being able to contribute more to our community. And I saw a meme quite recently that actually said, leaders are not people who enslave people to their bidding, but are people that teach other people to become leaders. So interpret contributing to being able to show others how they may also develop their skills and contribute more. Obviously, uh, through this, I love how the old Brehan Laws is matched to this, and it seems to support that culture, that way of living. So then my next question is, how do you vision the Perry Council hub becoming a tool for enhancing the increase of our nature-based contribution and the networking of our fairiness. Uh, so, you know, the idea of uh, us being leaders within this and what this means, I'll go straight to you on that one, Seamus. Um, that's an excellent question and one of our uh, main main points of interest in what we are developing. Um, we watched a wonderful documentary the other day called Fantastic Fung Fungi, and it was showing how the mycelium networks under the the trees work as this network of connection, not only of signals and information, but also that uh, certain trees can recognize their kin and they will send nutrients through the mycelium networks to their kin uh, trees in times of crisis or floods or 
whatnot. And Sarah made this beautiful com um, comparison the other day, uh, saying that the fairy council was starting to look like this mama tree that uh, and all the projects that are joining the hub mm -hmm. to you know network participate in this huge beautiful fam family and there's these resources and help and uh projects that can be co-created together um i thought that was a beautiful uh, way to um, express it and in all fairness the tree section um has because all of this work has also allowed us to start taking a very good stock of what's going on in the island and what's being done and where and by whom um, so, for example, the trees, since that's what we are talk talking about, um, there's just so many, so many wonderful tree projects out there and people that are really uh, doing great work with reforestation and laws and community outreach and community participation. You are one of them as well, Jonas. <laughs> of course, you know, you're, you are also pu pushing for the creation of new woodlands. And there's definitely, we think, as, you know, observers of all of this amount of people, uh, there's definitely a need for some platform or space or a forum where all of these amazing tree people can start brainstorming together and joining forces because uh, there's so many common objectives um, mm -hmm. here and there's a certain size to the playing field I guess suppose because we are within this island um, so we would love to see uh, more of that and to provide and enable uh, more of that starting may, may, maybe out of the five um, provinces the trees one is the one that has we think uh, right now so much potential for that coming together for all of these three projects communicating um, amongst them and uh, take, taking stock you know of what has been done what can be done what things can be combined to do together and whatnot um, Sarah may if, if she's still here with us she may want to explain about this yes. map vision that we are um, trying to manifest uh, a resource where you can actually see all of this in the one place. I'm going to bring that up about the mapping uh, quite okay. shortly because that's amazing work. But what you were saying about that underground communication, I bring that up often in the Sunday sessions, especially around Sawan time because there's so much mythology mm -hmm. with the Crom Slack and the uh, Crom Kwaka, the, the underground serpents and, and how connecting everything together. And I have fun in the tree labyrinth and uh, the tree labyrinth garden because I get some groups come along and I get someone come up to me and says, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so and so and I'm a light worker. I said, that's fabulous. Glad you're here because I'm John. I'm a dark worker. We're really going to get on here. <laughs> and of well, course, I so look shocked and I say, you know, it's, it's the underground. Everything's born in the dark. Everything is, uh, is sort of conception is in the dark. Everything is in the dark until it's ready to sprout. And the one thing I, I love is when you're underground, it's community. And I think this is not expressed enough. People who are into that, they bring it in as a science about this underground communication with the uh, the algae, uh, certainly with the fungi, and um, and even the movement of bugs. Uh, the, they forget that what they're talking about is all about the underground because the one thing I think you notice when you go into forests, everybody's chums and everybody's community underground. But as soon as stuff hits the light, it, uh, maybe it's the male thing or something, it's competition. It's a fight out there. Who's going to get the light? The trees will knock each other out and plants. They'll crowd sure. the, the flowers. You know, the difference the, of the underground community and, uh, you know, in the light, it's a sort of competitiveness. But anyway, uh, that's a, a subject for several weeks. I want to move over to Sarah to see... Sarah, on uh, the um, 
the idea of increasing our uh, nature-based contribution, but the leadership of this, uh, your thoughts on that? Oh, if we can get Sarah, there she is. <laughs> can we hear you? Okay, wonderful. Yeah, um, you're great. I, I, I think I think what we're seeing is um, so many projects, especially we're, we're focusing on the trees, but, you know, um, so many projects looking for, looking for reforestation. And, and to me, it's becoming very clear that perhaps we could start strategizing in the way that we're broaching the planting of the island. So um, a few weeks ago, I got a phone call from Owen in the Gaelic Woodland uh, project. And he had this idea of a network of the tree projects, which, which, which really interests me and asked, would we consider doing uh, forming this hub through the Ferry Council? So we have access to a topographer, a map maker, and who has already mapped us the ancient woodlands. So we're, we're thinking of launching a map with the ancient woodlands um, already graphed on it to then also add a few layers into that map. So we would have the layer of the projects that are reforesting. So people could start identifying which projects are in their area that are actually very much driven and are leaders in this field, have great ideas who are inter interacting with TDs and local communities and things like that, and actually making a huge headway into how we can broach policies. Then I also thought that maybe a layer of the map could have all the tree suppliers that are in the country because there's quite a lot of them. You know, where can people get access to these trees? And then another layer of where the woodlands that have already been planted on this island. I mean, there are so many people out there and I hear of this person planting thousands of trees and this person. So to be able to see that all together and then people who have land that they wish to plant as another layer and then another layer of being people who wish to volunteer and then of course I would love to add John Croston's tree walks because he has created um, connection points between these ancient woodlands through his walks and if we can get all of them on a map then maybe we can start looking at what we can truly do to be empowered within these times. I mean, there's so little that we can um, that 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 we cannot control in the way things are forming. But if we are truly concerned, let's start looking at the air qualities and what it is. And I was sitting in Ards Woods today. So Ards Woods is up in Donegal. <laughs> it's sixteen hundred acres. Absolutely beautiful. It's got oak. It's got holly. It's got birch. We were tapping the birch trees last night, and we're drinking the sap. And it's right on the on the ocean. It's beautiful in that. So you've got this ancient woodland with these. With, with, with this beach and watching how all those trees interact, if we can begin to link these ancient woodlands, then they'll start communicating with each other and, and yeah. teach each other exactly how to grow, essentially. So mm -hmm. it, that's just the idea that we were forming through. Now, in conversation with Andrew St. Ledger, who's got the forest in the box, and I'd love to give him the mention because at the moment he's got an amazing... <laughs> petition to be putting forward now we need a hundred thousand signatures i believe at the yeah. moment we only yeah. have two thousand so please we, keep we had him on, a out there, on your computers and sign this petition because it, 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 it's asking the government for reasonable changes that will give these projects more empowerment and people on the land more empowerment to be able to go out and plant these forestries and plant these ways of being. 
um, so I, I, I was, I was, I was sitting out, and there's all these amazing birch and 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 alder trees in front of where I was sitting today, and the wind was going through them, and they were creaking together, and the soundscape just completely blew me away. And they say the Irish language is the sound, the language of the trees. And, you know, I, I, I think to myself, what if we could reforest all of Ireland and fill that, that ecosystem once again where, you know, the animals would start coming back because there's food sources. You know, it's one thing to ask the bees to come back. But unless we provide the food sources for these bees and like John Crossan once pointed out to me, everything that we need to survive is within our native woodlands that we, we, we have full sustenance in everything that we have. So that starts taking away the need to be importing foodstuffs. Um, we, if we could start reclaiming our culture back to the language of the trees, I think... Yeah, that's Ireland one thing we're definitely pushing on this uh, and uh, through uh, Sunday sessions. And that is lovely how that's very much the core uh, of the uh, Fairy Council of Ireland. And going back to the mapping... And uh, that's exciting to me because when I was doing Bards in the Woods, uh, around the woods, I was trying to compile the map like you were saying. I just didn't have the time. And I'm so delighted that you are now going into a network to actually make that a reality. So I'm applauding that. That's going to be fantastic. At last. So thank you, everyone who gets involved with that, because that is so essential. And overall, I love... Okay, uh, I'd really you... like to put a call to action. Um, please any tree projects in, out there, any people with bits of land to be planted, anybody who loves spreadsheets that would love to data fill for us, please get in contact. Diagwit at fairycouncil.ie were really easy to find online. And, you know, the, this is a project that it, it will take people's participation. I mean, at the moment, we're only two. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and, and uh, we really feel like, I don't think that'll be you know, for long, though. people on the island. <laughs> yeah, there's an element uh, as well. Uh, you get, this is going to be enormous because, uh, to give you an example, uh, I'm using StreamYard as the platform for talking to you. And uh, for several years, that was just two people. This year, because of the uh, lockdown, it's now uh, every week, I, th I think it was two weeks, it was 19 people. And now I think it's up to 30. So that I, I can, if that's happening with the platform, that's going to happen with the Fairy Council in a nice. similar sort of way. And because their attitude uh, with the StreamYard is, is fantastic when they recruit people, they don't put jobs up. They always put it out there. Okay, you use StreamYard. If you've got any ideas, tell us about it, and you, you've got a job. <laughs> that's how they do it. Anyway, I, I love how you explain the intent of the Fairy Council uh, beyond the hub, much more than website. It's a social connection, encouraging. And I love the way, and, and Seamus, you must have said that, encouraging people to become the heritage rather than preserve the heritage, more yeah. like an untouchable museum item. And I know, you, Sarah, you're saying a lot of this as well, the idea of a living heritage as an approach to becoming better stewards of the earth and the ecology and through the way you described our involvement, more with the trees, that we are the trees, with the trees, we are the tree people, once again amongst the trees, bringing this together. The language of the trees is part of our fairiness. That's where the language obviously originally came from, the relationship with the trees. 
we cover all of them in five different Sunday sessions of how that came out from our passion and our voice into symbols. But that's, that's way off of our topic today. Uh, but um, approaching this, becoming better stewards for our earth and uh, ecology. Uh, and I think you've, uh, you've certainly, I love the way you've explained that. I want to give a, a bit of a, a sound out, and you might be able to say, is Lars Dudley. I've never met Lars, you, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but uh, I hear so much from various people. Uh, the lock, and I'm, I'm trying to get the old computer to work here. There's Lyle there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, as I say, I don't think, but uh, he's got his book on the way too. And uh, and another name uh, to, uh, to sound out, and uh, I've not mentioned it, but he's a great, uh, I'm surprised he's not on today, but uh, he was at our bars in the woods with a poetry. Kiss Cronogue, uh, the green man. Is that someone you're familiar with? Oh, yeah. Uh, he has his lovely, whimsical, earth spirited poems uh, as the green man. Uh, I tell you, sorry? I tell so, you, um, Lara and Kith were also locked down in Lock Crew with us. That's what I was saying, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the. The, the 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 advancement that myself and Santi felt was from our elders grounding the encouragement you know is like when things began to become overwhelming we could go sit with Kith or or with Lara and they they'd give us their wisdom in in how we could proceed forward and I think that's the key you know is the community means our elders and our youth and ourselves you know what I mean that it, it's a cohesive picture that all elements of our society you know can be brought forward and the amount of wisdom that those two lads have offered forward I have absolute gratitude for for my brothers yeah. and I'd love to thank both of them very publicly for all the support that they have given us along the route <laughs> because there's been lots of flurry in moments and they both really really have helped us incredible yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, whoops, there we go. Now, there's oh, we got a whole batch of comments here. We're going to have a bit of panel time uh, shortly. Um, uh, Elizabeth Flynn's asking where she lives here. I don't know. <laughs> right. Sorry about that. It must be confusion. Donna's finding expiring. Uh, Davina, regular joining from uh, North Carolina. I hope you get the beginning and all of this a bit later. You'll love this one, Davina. She's been here very much a woods person. Uh, in the Carolinas, uh, agree with what reintroduce younger generations to the living history. That's very much uh, what Andrew St. Ledger and Forest in a Box. We had him on live a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to start putting some links up after the show because it's good to get some reminders of this. And uh, uh, John, become the heritage. Well, that was Seamus who, uh, who inspired me to think of that along that idea that we are the heritage and. Of course, what Sarah was saying there with the trees, I kind of interpret that in a very similar way. Um, Seamus and Sarah watching Shelley Mooney in the kitchen in Wexford. Oh, that's why she said, where are in Wexford? Sorry about oh, that. Shelley, yes. <laughs> I thought she was asking, where do I live in Wexford? Because I wasn't sure if you were Wexford or Wexford. Uh, oh, she's a wonderful artist. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I'm kind of losing myself here. Excuse me, getting back. Uh, nature's music, yes, there's a lot of that. We're going to have another session on just that, I think, before long. And uh, from Romania, hello. Uh, this is through Twitch, Alexbro through Twitch, our Romanian person, wonderful. And I'm glad you've uh, got through here. And Lynn Gallen, the, uh, 
sad when you see urban gardens being completely deforested for convenience. Well, there's, there's going to be stuff through the tree council on that very shortly, and there's probably a bit there. Tree um, certainly wouldn't league go into that, and I go into that in, uh, in Sunday sessions, and also uh, on my postings. You know, get those trees into urban areas as well. Big subject. Hello for the mountains of Santa Fe, and that's Thomas. Uh, oh, good to have you aboard uh, through here, Lynn Gallagher. We talked to her before. Interested to talk to you about involving children in this. Uh, yeah, I'll try and get. We'll get the uh, email up and see what we're doing. Uh, invited to hear by Fergus Shauna. Lovely to have you along, and glad that uh, Fergus got you along. Uh, wonderful, wonderful, and uh, Sean are here giving a hug, and Claire Roach, uh, heartwarming to see the radiance of Seamus and Sarah, and here of the Fireman Council, and here's the thing, very uh, Kwanza, there we go, <laughs> uh, and then what we got here, Oops, uh, I'm stuck, excuse me, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, computer's got stuck. There we go. This is Priya taking daily visits to the Hudson River. Um, wonderful talk. Uh, there's, there's a lot of compliments here. And thank you all for making those, even though I'm not I, having problems getting to. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm getting stuck. <laughs> right. I think uh, I better move on. We're going to uh, keep those comments coming. We'll. Um, We'll be able to read them and answer to, uh, later, even though I'm going through a bit of tech. Uh, the translate mishap. Uh, <laughs> love Corp. Uh, there we go. Thanks for casting a light on the magic aggressive manifestation. Uh, yeah, thank you for being here as well, uh, which is wonderful. And uh, and are you, there we go. Huge fan here in Polly Gormley. Uh, who's come along. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we love Miss Polly. Yeah, oh yeah, this is definitely the thing. Uh, but um, we're going to have the uh, panel thing. Uh, and um, what I'd like to do, uh, I'm going to actually, in my own words, whiz through the Fairy Council of Ireland because we've got your wonderful graphics here. And we'll come back. Hopefully, this is going to generate the questions to come back for the panel. So in, we're, right. uh, we'll be running well into overtime because this deserves it. And we'll um, we'll bring you back for the questions and answers. So. Uh, Right, how am I doing? Uh, right, okay, I'll be back with you, uh, Seamus and Sarah, very shortly. Um, yeah, whizzing through the Fairy Council of Ireland site here, there's some people that, that when I looked at it, uh, that really jumped out at me. And I, I'm going to go through a few of my, I'm going to indulge in a few of my own favorites. The tree and the wood section seems to have been really talked about uh, with lots of lovely people. Uh, some of these people that listed are in the caring dream stage, but that's the essential first step because that's what needs to be getting going. We talked about Andrew St. Ledger, the wonderful Woodland Leagues there, and uh, he was a wonderful guest. You loved it. Go back on the archives if you didn't see him uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, there's others listed here that I hope will be guests here quite soon. And uh, I hope the Native Woodland Trust of Ireland has actually applied to be on the ferry Council website because uh, they're a fantastic organization. Um, so it'd be great if they get listed. And then when you, you go on to the whisker, the water, and the uh, surrey facilitated, all is well. And that's what started my connection. 
And that gets a headline on that page. And of course, it deserves to. That's fantastic. And next along is the now highly established and valuable um, ancient and holy worlds of Ireland. I hope you're still watching, Gary. Uh, the warm-hearted, fascinating, passionately dedicated Gary Brannigan. There he is, uh, hard at work there. Uh, because he's a writer too. Uh, Gary, we've got to get you on one Sunday session, even if it's just for the folks here to meet you. Uh, be brilliant. But there's other super entries in the whisker section and certainly more to come, I'm sure. Rosalind Durkin of Wicklow Wells is one that immediately comes to mind. And then we've got the Talav, uh, the stewardship, land and land stewardship and biodiversity. Uh, it's definitely a section that's growing very fast. And... Uh, uh, of course, it seems everyone here loves We Are the Ark. Uh, they're there. Uh, lovely work and lovely support to that. And we can't go without the Lockroom Megalithic Center. It's got to be there because that's this will be known. The car park will be known as the seed for all this because of this whole community. It'll be almost like Glastonbury or what Glastonbury has tried to become, the seed buried into the... Um, Perry Council, lovely. And uh, delightfully so, uh, who needs to be here? Come on, click down. Sorry, I've got sluggishness again. Um, right, there we go. We got him. It's Seed Savers. That's what I'm trying to bring up. And uh, I know a lot of you are really ordering like mad, or you got your stuff, or you're putting your Seed Savers stuff in now. And by the way, next uh, region of the website, Inbus, Inspiration. Um, uh, a fast-growing section of the Fairy Council, not surprised. And so far, some wonderful entries in there. There's Keeler. Uh, they're in there uh, with their music, a lot of his fans. And we've definitely got to put uh, Dierken uh, in there. And uh, I don't know. I've, I had his logo. This is, um, oh, that's an embarrassment. I assume it's his logo, and it's kind of vanished. Anyway, uh, I should have bring that up anyway uh i tell you what i'll just put his website up uh, and then you can just copy that that's it you go to that and you'll see a beautiful logo uh beautiful thing there uh so go along to that as well um what else we got um oh sure uh, we talked about the mapping uh sean fitzgerald and he's got you can uh, get details of that that's just a photo but look at that there's all the dots uh of uh, initially a flash of wells. That's the well map uh, from where uh, been compiling along with what uh, Sarah and the community have been visiting. But go to all is well. You'll find details of that and how you can actually locate it and use it. And it needs it deserves a donation to so make the donation uh, to get that. Uh, but that's obviously going to be the first of many wonderful maps to help people out and i love that part of it because that's how i got into this whole folklore or lark is because i was reading quite fluently when i was at school i got bored with books when by the time i was six years old but i absolutely loved ordnance survey maps and mapping anything that was mapping whether it was an astrology chart a weather map uh i was just addicted to mapping and so it's lovely that uh, what we can do with mapping now online so it's lovely to have uh, Sean. Uh, he's like the sort of fairy council cartographer at the moment. And then, of course, I mentioned about La Dooley and his wonderful presentation. Uh, he's got his Irish spirituality book coming out. And what I love, this section, 
uh, Vimbas could not be complete without a heart maker. I'm so delighted that uh, we've got them, even though he looks as if he's straight out of a rock band there. Uh, but uh, Brian Callan, uh, his beautiful sounding Callan Harps is available at very affordable. I'm doing an advert, aren't I? Very available at very affordable uh, prices and also up to special production prices. And he has an outstanding choice of woods that you can choose to have your harps done. There's many more. Uh, and I'd like to invite live uh, over time, which would be great. Uh, come on, stop being stuck. Ah, there we go. Um, so we'll have people definitely from that region over future Sunday sessions. And then there's the Eulis Asa. Uh, that brings us, it brings it all together as the collective and the deep heritage wisdom. And we'll, we'll have to kick off with Anthony Murphy and his mystical island there. And uh, Ali Isaacs is there as well uh, with her fabulous work. And uh, Circle Stories is there as well. I think I have Circle Stories. I love Circle Stories. They're amongst it. Uh, and that's in that section. And of course, Eddie Lenahan. There he is. Eddie Lenahan is there. And uh, he has to be. And there's Emmett Journal there. Amantha Murphy's Celtic Soul Journeys is there. And the excellent Jerry Dalton, Sovereignty Island. Oh, it's a fantastic session. And I uh, hope that uh, there's someone else there as well you might be familiar with. Uh, so uh, it's an absolute honor uh, to be there. So I'm going to, that's a kind of a quick run through the Ferry Council website through a few logos. Let's see. Uh, Elizabeth Flynn is saying how lovely it is. Thanks. Uh, nice. Well, it is. You, uh, go along to the All Is Well and get it for, uh, find out how to get it yourself. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, seeing Ferry for Ferry. They're lovely. And there's Gary with, uh, with a big smile on his face. And, and a blush. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, joy to have you aboard here, uh, Gary. And uh, Claire Kelly uh, sending fairy love from the Middle Earth. Send it from everywhere. And um, then who's this? That's uh, it. Uh, uh, we went through that. Lovely to have you aboard, by the way. So that's fantastic. So it, that's uh, now, as I mentioned, it's panel time. Let's go into the panel. Get your questions uh, ready. We're going to go back to Seamus and uh, Sarah. We're running into overtime. Um, and, uh, but I trust you. It looks like you're thoroughly enjoying this. So get these uh, comments going, your questions to Seamus and Sarah uh, for a few minutes as our panel. And, uh, right, throw them in uh, because I'm kind of running out of questions myself. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Um, don't, don't all ask at once. Um, yeah, there must be something. What about projects you're doing? What about your own little bit of fairiness? What, what about uh, what support uh, or what connection would you like uh, to enhance on that? Don't be shy. Uh, any questions on this? Usually pretty active, and especially, and especially Gary, if he'd stop blushing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I, I just realized. Of, uh, <laughs> and you, I, I assume you must have met Gary on your travels, uh, uh, both of you. Certainly, Sarah must have done. Has I haven't had the pleasure yet. No, Not, you I haven't. Had the yet. No, you haven't met no, him yet. but um, I, I have um, been a 
big fan of um, Gerard's for a very long time. I mean, he has done such amazing work. His book um, on the Dublin Wells is spectacular. Um, I remember him writing about this well called Clinkwell, which is a freshwater well on a seafront inside a sea cave. And it colours the rocks in and around red and yellow and green. And I've yet to find it because, you know, sea caves are a bit daunting to be going there. You have to be very aware of the tides and whatnot. But um, his his page, Ancient Wells and Holy, uh, Ancient and Holy Wells, um, has has like done great things for raising people's awareness to these water sources. And it's got mass um, nationwide participation of people putting up images of their favourite wells. And I think this is so important. These spaces, this island, this whole landscape is ours. And if we can open our eyes and begin to see these things, um, you, you, you start becoming invested, you start wanting to help innately, we are hands on our hearts type people. And, you know, when you begin to help ecology, the community in and around begins to thrive. And I, I, I think Gerard's done fantastic work with, with creating a community that's online, but also very actively participating with the landscape. You know, people are inspired to go and find their local wells. So, you know, um, I'm a big fan of his work, I have to say. Yes. Uh, and uh, uh, when you meet him, there's uh, all this wisdom. And the man is just a gentleman. I, I'm making him uh, blush. Uh, and he, he often brings his children along. And that, that certainly goes on to uh, a question that's here. Uh, schools with work. Uh, I've got a son who does this with schools. But I, the one of the things I find with schools, first of all, you've got to get the teachers interested. I mean, <laughs> that's, and, uh, because uh, it's quite often uh, the teachers can put them off. Uh, they can, I, I, it's a shame how the teachers, I feel, can be negative. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got this person along because we think we have to. So it's like uh, Michael Quirk, lovely storyteller. I wish he could get on the fairy council, but he's kind of limited. But uh, he went to school, was doing storytelling, and the teachers would always announce, oh, well, Michael's going to tell you some stories, but it doesn't mean you have to believe in them because what he's going to be telling you is really a load of lies. And I find that as far as nature things that, is convert the teachers first. Yeah. But obviously schools and children, and I refer deliberately to Gary bringing his children along. I don't think you have to do this as a separate thing for children. But at the same time, there's a lot of forest schools out there yeah. that do bring the children on board in their own fairiness because it's their fairiness that teaches us. So I'd love to hear you, uh, you speak on that yourselves. Um I, I let Seamus on. Yeah. I bring you back, Seamus. <laughs> talk on that one. <laughs> that I am. Uh, yeah, as you are saying, the forest schools, I believe they are a big part of it. And especially when um, they are not just about bringing kids into nature, but also tapping into uh, uh, the whole realm of rites of passage and the way that nature teaches and shows you where you are in life. Um, Lucy O'Hagan is doing this incredible uh, work with her of Project Wild Awake, and um, she's putting out a program now called uh, it's 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 for rites of passage. So it's aimed at early teenagers, you know, and it opens up a space in nature to actually talk, um, share, and interact in a healthy, healthy, wholesome way. Uh, understanding that your body is changing, that you're growing up, that 
change is coming, but all through the teachings of nature. And I think that the more, uh, I definitely believe that the, that we need to teach as well the generations that are coming and ensure that they have all the resources possible um, to appreciate nature and uh, have it, you know, in their minds um, from an early age. Uh, I think that the interconnection, as, as I was saying, is never just the one aspect. It's not only uh, let's teach the kids to love nature. It's let them also discover themselves through nature, let them learn through nature and let them go in their own particular journeys because at the end, that's 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 what it's about. Um, we were sitting with with Sarah talking about you know the long term implications of all of these projects and what it all means and whatnot, and you know that notion of planting the forest, knowing that you won't be sitting under the, the shadow of those trees, and that's kind of how it felt. It brought us a lot of settlement to go. Okay, we are settling down. Hopefully, a model. We are settling down bases from which not necessarily us, but other people can also take that torch and continue uh, a way of being. Because at the end of the day, it's about a way of being and relating to the land, not only uh, for our own lives, but also for the community. So, so your thoughts, Sarah, on uh, the integration of children and schools, uh, what, what do you say on that? Hello, Sarah. Um... What do I say on that? Well, I, I was thinking very much about the forest school down in Clare, where it's 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 they teach the children regularly. And the forest school, I think, believe is down by the Brown Brew Oak Tree. Do you know? And um, I, I, I think the up and coming young ones are so wide awake. They are so clued in. They, you know, they can teach us so much about our environment because they are very natural there. I think a lot of our disassociation with where we are inside nature, the children can help us bring back that sense of play. You know, how do you dance with a tree? Uh, can you tell your uh, can you tell your secrets by whispering to its leaves and resounding with that? What does the moss feel like? You know, what 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 do what, what's underneath that stump? Is there little creatures there? And I think when you have children in these environments, it gives us back our naturalness. It, it helps sow the wonder. You know, when we built the fairy village down by uh, Tubber Tobin in Loch Crew, the real testament was when there were people walking and they passed with their children and the children's eyes would just go straight up and you could always tell how well you made something was how long it lasted in and around <laughs> with the children, you know, and they were just so natural in with their environment. I think, I think we can absorb an awful lot from them. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's incredible. I, I, I'm so passionate about this because one of my own sons, an interest, well, they're all involved in forestry in one way or the other. But one, he's actually called Holly because his sister, twin sister's Ivy. And uh, he's, <laughs> he's been involved uh, with the forest schooling. He got involved, in, I think, in 95 in Scotland. And he's kind of evolved through that. And what he's doing now, he's actually a consultant going around to secondary schools. And he gets into secondary schools, and I can see Wooden League doing something like this very soon. And uh, they, he looks at all the tarmac and the grass that they have in the schools and says, Now, what can you do with this? You can have a woodland, you can have a community garden. And uh, he's encouraged a lot of schools uh, in Scotland to convert their lands into something that children become interactive with. And it's now up there in the curriculum with their math, science, and languages. 
which is fabulous. It's now spreading down to northern England, northern Wales. So it's spreading. And I imagine the Woodland League, in an independent way, uh, with the Ferry Council uh, linking up with that, I can imagine that. Of course, you've got John Cronin. John Cronin is kind of nomading through that, which is, it was lovely to have him last week uh, as a guest. Thanks for the, it was because of you guys that we had him. Uh, but uh, quick, any more questions? Because we're running the overtime, which I'm delighted to do. Uh, a lot of the questions you're giving are very sort of technical tree uh, questions, which is outside really of this uh, session, but I'll answer them after we finished. Um, and some of them are herb questions. Uh, so uh, I think, and some of them are political as well. So I think we'll get to them a bit. Uh, so that, I think that children one seems to have uh, kind of uh, done that. So thank you both of you. And uh, I trust you've all really enjoyed. That's been a, a lovely session, and I can't wait to bring back, and I can't wait to get more of the guests uh, online here that are also on the uh, Ferry Council, because I do feel there's going to be a lovely integration uh, mm. through this broadcast service. You've made my life easier. <laughs> because <laughs> I, just, I can find, yeah, oh, well, who should we have next week? Who's on the... Who's on the tree, uh, fairy council now? <laughs> so we'll get you back for updates quite frequently. Uh, I hope you'll come back for that. It's been an absolute delight. Sarah, though we didn't see you, you sounded superb and loved what you had to say. Absolutely uh, thank you uh, to you all. Uh, I've got a comment from Gary that I'm going to bring up uh, in a moment. But um, anyway, thank you. And, uh, whoa, and... We'll see you again somehow. Thanks, Seamus. And uh, thank you so much to uh, Sarah. And all of this, uh, and this is where, as I say, I'm, uh, we kind of pay subscriptions and the rest of it. So this is where I do my blurb that uh, we, uh, it all comes to us. Some of you are already subscribers, but subscribers brought you. Uh, Thank you for your constant support because I wouldn't be here this afternoon if it wasn't for the patron subscriptions because I do pay for the uh, StreamYard and other support services. So I can show you pictures and so forth and have the gear to do this. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, developing slowly the Sea Water and Folklore course that's going to be free for you subscribers. But preparing this show each week uh, takes up time and attention. So Anyway, just a euro, pound, or a dollar per month uh, goes to help us a lot. So thanks very much for that. That's my spiel on that. And I said there's something from Gary that I definitely need to bring up uh, because he asked a similar question, and I definitely this deserves bringing up if I can find what, Gary, where are you? And also, it's not just us looking for a bit of cash. This fairy council, just two of them, how do people... Uh, make donations to the Perry Council as well and the development. And I must admit, if we end up with a lot of subscribers on the Patreon, because I have the cheek to go to Perry Council to go to the maps and go to the um, to find people, hopefully there'll be a surplus uh, with our funds that help the Perry Council out as well. It's all exchangeable, as you can imagine. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you, Gary, for asking that. It's worthy. So <laughs> it's like, please uh, write your checks to the two organizations. <laughs> anyway, coming up uh, on Sunday sessions, I better get uh, onto that before you all fly away here. Uh, so 
4th of April, Easter Sunday, next uh, Sunday. Uh, coming back, we've done it before last Easter. I love doing it. Uh, Resurrection and the Three Trees. I wonder if we can get our Hartman on for that one. That'd be fabulous. Uh, uh, probably get a bit of Claire on for that as well. But the Three Trees, uh, that's, that's a lovely bardic picture for that. It's spelled T-R-A-I, pronounced tree. And these are the three strains of the bar, the Dawn Tree, uh, no, Tree, Gaw Tree, and Sion Tree. I'll talk about those next week. But I present them not only as the three strains of the bar, but as a lifestyle that's inspired by nature's folklore. And then on the 11th of April, uh, we got uh, Discovering the She, and there's a woman there discovering the she in her tree labyrinth. And uh, that was extremely popular last year when we presented that. And hopefully I'll be back outside with that one. It's probably been one of our most popular Sunday sessions so far uh, last year. So join us for that one. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And then, as I mentioned earlier, 18th of April, it's the tree sanctuaries uh, uncurling. Uh, before, when we had tree sanctuaries, it was all about getting the trees out there and the care of them. This time, um, will go into the relaxation of them, using them, using them for inspiration. And Sarah mentioned Owen as well with his project. I hope we'll be able to slip him in as a guest later on uh, with that. Uh, but at mid-April here, the new leaves will be just be out, the flowers definitely coming out. And I hope this is happening within your outside sanctuary. So this is one reason for, we call this the uh, tree sanctuaries unfurling. So this sundry uh, sessions is focused more on uh, the aesthetic therapy and inspiration potentials of your sanctuaries. That's what this uh, is all going to be about when we return to this and the general upkeep. And here's a light. I love this phrase. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I think if you've got tree sanctuary, that's pretty much what it's all about. Let's have a quick look at your comments uh, uh, that I might have missed here. Um, and uh, let's get to the end. There we go. Thanks, Margie was on board. Lovely to hear. Uh, thank you, uh, Mary. Margaret, uh, great show. Thank you. The Fairy Council will have them back. And Bridget, hey, uh, Love House there in Seamus Passion shines through. Oh, goodness me. One day we're going to get your garden on here, Bridget. Uh, it'd be lovely. Uh, so uh, it's great. Um, Elizabeth, now. Someone beat me to it. Uh, thanks for a great session, fabulous session. There's just loads and loads of thank yous and lots of thank yous from me for all you uh, being here. This absolutely uh, been stunning, very kind of you. And uh, I know a lot of people will be going into the archives or even watching this over again. So it's really thank you to the uh, amazing guests, weren't they amazing? Uh, Seamus uh, Dregel, I hope I pronounced that right, Sarah Humble, and this wonderful, wonderful opportunity. And we're going to do it in little bits again, the updates, but this great opportunity to use this Sunday to share the Fairy Council of Ireland. And so I'd like to ask a lot of you will be watching this now uh, as the archive, either this evening, tomorrow, whenever you go. Please keep making the comments. I will keep checking the comments and we'll answer you and subscribe and click to the bell icons on YouTube. I think Facebook has them. And that will remind you of the details of the next Sunday sessions. So thank you all. Enjoy a safe week full of wonder, 
inspirations, enchantment, and enjoying your own fairiness. So until next Sunday, play well, and it's bye from me and all of us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks again, Seamus. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> all right. And we'll see. Oh, well, I haven't got oh, well, heads out. And we'll see you again soon, hopefully. Thanks very much. Do. All right, Thank great. You so much thanks. To you. Thanks. All right, bye, -bye. And every success. Bye.